Hey everyone, thank you very, very much for listening to Let's Talk About Today. If you could hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star rating, I would really, really appreciate it. It would really, really help. But otherwise, enjoy the episode and have a great time. everybody welcome back to let's talk about today with arvin uh we are back it's our first episode of the year and i am joined by a friend that i made last week in ottawa her name is natalie from guelph natalie how are you doing i'm doing well thanks how are you doing good doing good uh so i mentioned we were in ottawa last week for forum for young canadians it's a fun political program uh how was your experience of that did you like it i really enjoyed it I actually applied a little later than everyone else. I found it through Instagram, which I think shows how much social media can have a positive impact on people's lives. And I found the experience very positive, being able to network with students from across Canada, meet people like my own MP, and then just gain a little more insight about how our government works. Definitely, yeah. And, and it's it, it was absolutely fantastic visiting the House of Commons and, you know, like, literally MPs would be passing by us in the street, like uh, Christian Freeland passed by us, Pierre Polyevra passed by us. So that was a fantastic experience, and the city of Ottawa is awesome. So, But one thing that we did run into on our way back, because we were trying to get back to uh, Union Station in Toronto from Ottawa, and it was last Friday, and there was the protests going on regarding the pipelines, and we our train was cancelled, and we had to we had a delay and we had to take a bus back. So that was that was pretty crazy, right? Yeah, for sure. I feel that living for me in Guelph, I hear a lot about these protests, but then it hits differently when you're in a city that has so much like influence. And when mm. it also affects someone directly, for us taking the bus instead of the train and having those plans switched. For me, I was able to get on my uh, connecting train fine, but other people had to find new trains. And you see the impact that the protests can have and how it can gain so much awareness in a different way, depending where you are. Definitely, for sure. And I think um, you see these protests and it really makes you think. And, and as, you, as you see, like canceling of trains, these are large um, things that are affecting everyone. And it's raising awareness. It's good. Like it's honestly made me uh, do some more research and you get more perspective and you start to understand why it's happening in the first place. And you start to, you know, you have the instinct of like wanting to sympathize with people because they have pretty good claims of what they're protesting for, right? So, like, they, they don't want the pipeline um, going through the indigenous land that is um, native to them. And, you know, they're doing a good job of peacefully protesting. Um, I saw a couple of videos and they're, like, barely any violence at all. Um, sometimes when people even get arrested, they just lie down and they simply just get arrested and the police officers have to carry them. I think it's fantastic to see um, such successful methods of peaceful protest, right? For sure. And seeing it and experiencing it firsthand and being able to look across the country and seeing the impact there. I know I have a friend in BC and I've been able to see 
how they're protesting there. And it's also, like you said, caused me to do more research on it because at first people just said pipeline and I thought there's different things that people have been protesting the pipeline for, some for environmental reasons, other for the indigenous communities. So just it's encouraged me to do a little more research so that I can educate myself better. Definitely, yeah. And it's, it's um, you know, research and people educating themselves on issues as such. It's very, very important. And, you know, we, we should definitely take pride in the recent demonstrations as Canadians to see that, you know, uh, we have such a we have such a good system that allows uh, people to protest and to speak up, but it's really funny to see that during this time, Prime Minister Trudeau is not in. Uh, he's not first of all, <laughs> Parliament's not in session, and he's not in the country currently. So he's sort of uh, he's sort of out while all of this is happening, right? Which is sort of which is sort of odd. Yeah, because he's in Africa right now. Is that right? Yes. So he's uh, visiting multiple countries in uh, the western part of the continent. He's visited Nigeria, uh, visited Senegal. And um, so lots of people ask, like, why is he doing this? Um, So one reason, of course, is to, you know, uh, advocate for some of the things that have happened in the countries. Like, um, the prime minister was talking about like the history of slavery. I believe he was in uh, Senegal that day and he was talking about like historically how um, countries uh, like Western countries have contributed to like devastation such as slavery throughout history and how we should like acknowledge it. So um, I think I think it's it's a good move on that behalf, like, you know, acknowledging the bad things that have happened throughout history. It's always good to uh, do something like that. But also, one of the reasons why the Prime Minister is on this sort of a tour is because um, he has been advocating for Canada to become a part of the Security Council of the United Nations since 2015. Mm-hmm. So, um, And you have to agree, like Prime Minister Trudeau, is he's acting very leader-like. I very much appreciate seeing him taking these steps and the UN as Security Council reform is a hot topic. So I appreciate having a prime minister who does that. Definitely, yeah, and it, it is a hot topic. But it's you know, I you know when you see this sort of stuff like uh, the prime minister like on the basketball court, and you, you watch Raptors games, right? Yeah. So you know Masai Ujiri, who is the uh, general manager of the Raptors. Yeah, he went with Justin Trudeau. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, like, seeing the Prime Minister with, like, the GM of the Raptors just, like, chilling out there, shooting hoops. I was like, wow. this Like, you sort of um, you, you sort of appreciate, like, that we have such a cool Prime Minister compared to, like, down south Donald Trump. He's just, like, such an oddball of, like, sadness, you know, like... You compare him to Justin, and, and you start to knock on knock on the wood that we have such a you know charismatic and cool and nice leader who who is um you know whether the debate of the Security Council stuff, I think it's a pretty good move for him to do this tour, and I um I look forward to co- seeing him continue and uh, raise um, awareness for like some of the topics that he was talking about such as um slavery in the past like it's a very um you know very sad part of history that's in my opinion, not talked about enough, right? Yeah, there's. I feel like there's still that stigma around it. But exactly what you said, having a prime minister who sort of connects on a little more personal level, like when it comes to things like sports, something that can unite a country, unite a community, or the world that we see people come together, I think playing on that 
sense of community really is beneficial. Definitely, for sure. Um, but speaking of communities, something is happening next Friday that is going to be affecting communities all across the province of Ontario. Uh, we are having a province-wide school strike due to the escalations between um, the Ford government and the unions. So this is going to be, I believe, like, what is this, like the f- fourth, fifth? It depends on your uh, school board, but this is going to be the first province-wide strike, right? So it's going to be pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty crazy t- you know, day in, in, in Ontario, right? All across Ontario, no one's going to be going to school. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I think that it just continues to encourage that the negotiations between the unions and the Ministry of Education continue, and hopefully that it does come closer to an end sooner than later. I think that I was surprised to see how it's continuing. The fact that they're not even at the table having like a negotiative um, discussion, right? Like there's no actual progress going forward with this and there's continuous strikes, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Like who's, whose side are you on? I'll throw you a, a nice little meatball there. Who's, whose side are you on on the whole union or Ford government debate? I think that I just have to stick with saying that I'm on the student side. I think that making sure that students have a very good education is, and Ontario is known for its education system, that that continues to be a priority. After all, it's often said that we are the leaders of today and tomorrow. So making sure that the needs of all students are met is very important. Well said, well said. I, and I definitely agree because like this type of, I believe the term is union busting, where, you know, it's not that big of a like the, the 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 negative effects of these strikes and the non-negotiating is more um effect, like it affects more people than just paying what the unions are asking for like they're being very very reasonable they're willing to negotiate i don't know why the ford government and minister lecce just don't sit at the table and hammer a deal out and you know what? I think there should be a threshold. And if Minister Lecce is unable to properly serve as Minister of Education and prevent things like a province-wide strike from happening, that is when the higher administration need to come in, take him out, cabinet shuffle, and put someone else in. Give it another try because honestly, like it's not working, right? So there needs to be some accountability and there needs to be some responsibility on behalf of these strikes, right? So I feel that also that because it was a little more unique how the elementary and secondary school um, or teacher contracts were being negotiated at the same time. In the past, they've been in separate years. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it's it's not good. It's not good. And I remember um, last time there was a strike, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Um, well, I mean, for me. Um, and they were offering up... Um, I think like sort of like a rebate or the government said that they cover the costs of daycare for students and like parents who are missing, um, you know, the kids are missing school. Where, where are you going to put the kids? You're going to put them in daycare, right? But that costs money. So they're willing to cover that, like those costs, but they're not willing to sit at the table and just reach a deal and end it all. Right. So um, they honestly need to do something. Do, do you think like uh, having a cabinet shuffle and removing minister Lecce would be a good idea? 
I think that there has been a bit of a stall with the negotiations. I think both sides need to continue the negotiations and try to both realize that all demands on both sides will not be met. That is what negotiation is. Mm -hmm. And that as the public in general, we should be able to see both sides working towards an agreement that benefits the students, benefits all parties involved, all the stakeholders. Definitely. For sure. For sure. Because education is such a big institution. Like, you know, you people like to criticize teacher contracts and et cetera, et cetera. But the responsibility that teachers withhold, like having a classroom of 25 kids per day, um, it is honestly a, a big part of our day-to-day lives. What are parents going to do when their kids can't go to school? What do you, what, put them in daycare? You know what I mean? Like it's that costs money. So this is a service that we have. And I think that we should... We as people need to speak out and respect the service, and so should the government. And, you know, I, I hope Minister Lecce is able to do something, but if he's not, he's got to go. I think he's got to go if he's unable to um, reach a deal because, like, this this cannot escalate into something bigger, in my opinion, like, because, like, social services like education are a necessity and they are very essential to everyone's day-to-day lives. And just, like, playing around with contracts as such and just like not taking this seriously is not an option in my opinion. Everything from a policy and negotiation government and everything needs a well thought out plan. Lots of reasoning behind it and lots of flexibility. We are not in a society where things are one and done. That's it. Everything needs to start from conversations and have those conversations to come to an finalized product that benefits the most stakeholders definitely yeah for sure a a, a compromise we shall call it a compromise indeed thanks natalie for joining us it's been really nice talking to you but we should definitely do this again for sure yeah for sure awesome well thanks for joining us my pleasure my pleasure the queen of guelph is what we call natalie (laughs) awesome well thanks for coming on it's been nice talking to you adios bye